Uh, that is the weekend knocking at our door. So happy it is here. And so happy you're joining us here on the Speaking For Him podcast. I'm Adam McNutt alongside the host of the program, Mr. Andrew Gamison. And we keep rolling along with the Speaking For Him podcast. Pun definitely intended. <laughs> uh, as we continue our series, Rolling Through Life. And I told you that we were going to talk about four topics. We're kind of taking a break from those four topics. But we've already reco- we've already covered a couple issues regarding the 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 uh, pattern that I wanted to take for this series. I think we did the intro and then we did school and then I think we've recorded the one on employment. Yes. So we have a couple more of those to go. And, but but in between, I would like to take an opportunity to accentuate a blog post that I wrote in the, I believe it was December of 2013. Um, I saw a blog post that someone else wrote called 10 things you shouldn't say to someone in a wheelchair, uh, 10 things you shouldn't say to someone who uses a wheelchair. And that prompted me to write my own response to it. Um, I, I felt like she was a lot more cynical and jaded than I would be, but I think part of it is I definitely have a lot of peace with my disability because of the faith element, the fact that I know that God doesn't make mistakes and that he brought me to this place. So we're going to, over the next two episodes, um, and actually I can't guarantee that these will um, post back to back. Um, I think they will. But um, with the way that I schedule my podcast, as with every series or part of a series that I've talked about in the past, Sometimes things come up that do not allow these things to be sequential, but this is a two-part episode, so hopefully it will be. I'll just have to look at the calendar and see what comes up, but I digress. Um, so, uh, first of all, Adam, um, before we begin, uh, what are your thoughts on the series so far? It's been very interesting to be able to hear life from how you have to live it from your perspective. And I think it's good because it, it opens your eyes and mind. I mean, obviously, you know, I, I know you as a friend. I've known you for a friend now for a few years, so I, I know I have to do a few things differently. But to hear how through normal life things, how it's a little different through employment, through school, uh, through how you have to do a couple things a little differently, not in a bad way, but just to hear how something that I would do in a few seconds takes you a little bit longer, it it opens my eyes more to be like, a, you're awesome, even more awesome, but B, I think it gives a really good perspective if you have not been around somebody who's, let's say, disabled or somewhat, you, you get an example of, of what they have to go through in life. And I think in that way, it, you help to help us understand more instead of like just looking at the situation and kind of getting our own thoughts on it. Yeah, um, well, definitely. And that's part of the reason that, I, that I'm doing these shows is because I, I do want people to understand more. And I think I said in one of the early shows that I'm hoping to answer some of the questions that people find hard to ask. Because I definitely have felt that people have drawn away from me because uh, they are afraid of things they don't know. And so that's the reason to unpack some of this. And um, if you go to my blog, you can find the blog post edition of this, and it's important because I think it's important uh, as we talk about this to go back and look at the original essay, essay that I mentioned. I link to it 
in the original blog post, and I'll probably link to my blog post in the blog post for this podcast. So look for the the podcast titled 10 Things You Should You Shouldn't Say to Someone in a Wheelchair, or Maybe You Should, Part 1. Again, I'm not going to number it yet. Um, but we're just going to go through the first five, and then we will be back with the second five with another episode. The first one is... You're really pretty for someone in a wheelchair. Now, the, the person that wrote the original essay was a woman. So that's part of the reason for the way this is phrased. <laughs> um, but uh, here, here's my response to that. Um, I have been told that I'm good looking. Uh, to my chagrin, it's usually people that are old enough to be my mother that say <laughs> that. And so I think they might be a little bit obligated. I've also been told I have a face for radio, which is why I chose podcasting <laughs> as part of my profession. But in all seriousness, though, um, I think if we're honest, we all look at the outward appearance before we look at the heart. That's just a human tendency that we do. And so what my hope is, is that people give me the opportunity to let them get to know me so that they can look past the wheelchair because I admit that it's intimidating and one of the first things I want to put out here is that if you have a question ask one of my biggest pet peeves is when kids point at me in the store and their parents say and their parents try to answer questions about me without even knowing me and they kind of just try to rush their kid away no take the time take the time to ask me a question so that I can answer it and I think we'll all be better for it but the main thing I want to bring out about this first point is that there's all kinds of people in wheelchairs, just like there's all kinds of people walking around. Um, so it's kind of an odd thing for someone to say that you're good looking for someone in a wheelchair because um, just for the sake of argument here, and I, you know, and I, I've been spending most of this podcast telling you that God doesn't make junk and he has a purpose for everyone. So I don't generally think of people as ugly, but God makes people that look all different ways and it has nothing to do with whether you're in a wheelchair. So that's what I wanted to bring out. And I just had written on the blog post here, um, 1 Samuel 16, 7, but the Lord said unto Samuel, Look not on his countenance or the height of his stature, for, because I have refused him. For the Lord seeth not as man seeth, for man looketh on the outward appearance, but the Lord looketh on the heart. And so I think that is the main thing that we need to think about when we're thinking about this issue, whether someone's in a wheelchair or not. Okay, number two. Adam, why don't you read number two? Number two is I had to use a wheelchair when I broke my leg, so I know exactly what you're going through. And before I <laughs> give an answer, um, I I want to know what you think of when you hear something like that. First of all, have you spent any time in a wheelchair? I have never. The only time I've ever been in a wheelchair is after surgery when they wheeled me from the room to my car. So that was about that, that, 10 that. seconds of my life. So no, I have not. So you wouldn't even... <laughs> You wouldn't even be able to get this far, like... Oh, no. Okay. 
So and with that comment, I wouldn't want to. <laughs> yeah. Well, I can understand why someone might say that because I get I actually do get this one quite often. Um, but what I basically said in this blog post and I'm saying here on this podcast is unless you have been in a wheelchair your whole life, you most certainly don't know what I've gone through. I mean, uh, every once in a while, people will say to me, well, that looks pretty fun. I wish I had one of those, referring to my electric wheelchair. And, I again, I, I kind of understand how there might be appeal. You know, I don't have to get tired from walking around the mall. And, you know, usually I'm really good-natured about it, and I have fun with it. In all reality, you know, when I'm zooming through the mall, it might look fun. But when I show up at a job interview and the building is so old that it doesn't have to be barrier free and I literally have to call in to the building and tell them I can't show up to the interview because I can't get in the building, then it's not fun. Or when I get somewhere that's supposed to be barrier free like one of my speaking engagements this past summer when I was told that there was a ramp into the basement and the ramp got taken away by one of the custodians of the facility and said that it was unsafe. And I guess originally they said that it was taken away for repair, but then they said it wasn't even up to code. So they ended up having to carry me, physically carry me, take me out of my chair, carry me downstairs and set me in another chair in order to preach. And so that was one of those experiences where I would have given anything to be able to stand up on two legs and be able to walk down the stairs. Mm -hmm. Now, of course, all these things build us up. They make us who we are. So ultimately, I know that God works these things out, but I'm just giving you a bird's eye view that, yeah, some days it's pretty cool. I love zooming, you know, through places. I I know only one speed, and that's fast. I always have my <laughs> wheelchair at top speed, and I have to refrain myself sometimes. I get teased at the school that I work at currently about um, that I'm going to get a speeding ticket. <laughs> um, and so I try to keep it down to a dull roar when I'm going through the halls. But, uh, but yeah, it can be fun, but it also can be challenging. And there's some days when I downright just don't want to have anything to do with the wheelchair. Especially a couple wheelchairs ago when I had a wheelchair that broke down every couple months. Ugh. And I was just like, I just want to live here. Can you make me an apartment here so <laughs> that you can just do a tune-up on my chair every day before I go out? So it's not all it's cracked up to be. Um, and uh, I think the, uh, the biggest thing that... Um, this brings out is that we just we need wisdom in dealing with each other and sometimes the thing that you're thinking isn't the best thing to say um for me like i said it generally doesn't offend me but for other people in, in wheelchairs it might be very offensive so you just need to be careful and for that i wrote um for a bible verse reminder if any of you lack wisdom let him ask of god who giveth to all men liberally and abradeth not, and it will be given to him. So sometimes we just need to ask for wisdom in dealing with others. Um, and uh, I need wisdom as much as the next guy, but especially when you're dealing with disabilities, just ask God. 
how the best way to approach someone is. And generally, kind-hearted honesty is the best way, but there definitely needs to be some tact mixed in there in how you approach these things. Okay, the third one, this was a hot-button issue for the lady that wrote the original essay, and that is you are an inspiration. Again, this one doesn't bother me because I feel like it's one of the reasons that God put me on this earth um, in this position is to inspire others. So, again, I wasn't extremely bothered by it. Um, but, again, this is one of those things that's going to take tact to to realize how exactly to deal with it. And I'll just say that I'm never offended by it, but sometimes it does take me off guard. Because in my mind, and probably in the mind of a lot of people with disabilities, we're just living our life. Mm-hmm. We're just out working or playing or having fun with friends. You know, like when I go to the mall with you to either eat lunch or, or eat lunch and see a movie, I'm not thinking about the fact that I'm out here in a wheelchair doing something I shouldn't be doing. I'm just thinking about two two friends hanging out watching a movie and eating lunch. Yeah. You know, it doesn't doesn't really cross my mind that hey, I'm in a wheelchair. I don't I don't I I can honestly say I don't think 24/7 about the fact that I'm in a wheelchair, which is a good thing. Um you know, I go about my life either volunteering or working or doing theater, all these things that in podcasting, all these things that I love to do because I love to do them. I don't really think about it being inspiring, but if being in a receiving line at a theater and shaking someone's hand um, can make them feel inspired, if they feel that that I'm being courageous um, for trying something that they didn't expect me to be able to do, and that gives them courage to step out of their comfort zone, then that's awesome. I really do feel that way. Um, but again... Um, it, it, it really comes down to what the per, how the person feels about it. Some people might not feel as in tune with it, but as I, as I've alluded to in my testimony in the past on this podcast, that I think that's a big part of my message is just that God wants me to inspire others and to give them something to think about. Like if he's out here doing this, what's my excuse for what I, what I'm not doing? Same thing when I volunteered as a camp counselor. You know, I was the only one in a wheelchair there. Um, and often that's the case. I'm the only one in a wheelchair um, that works at Potter's House. So every time I do something um, like that, it gives me an opportunity to bust stereotypes. And the best part about busting stereotypes is that I get to give all the glory to my Savior, Jesus Christ the true and living God for what he's done in my life. And Adam, could you go ahead and read the Bible verse that we have down there for number three? And it says, And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in necessities, in persecutions, in distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak then I am strong. The second Corinthians 12 verses nine through 10. We've covered the first three of these 10 things that 
you shouldn't say to someone in a wheelchair or as I've subtitled it, maybe you should. Um, and before we move on to the next one, which I'm really interested to hear your perspective on, cause I, I think this could be interesting. I would just like to, to hear your thoughts on what you've heard so far. One thing that's really knocking at my heart is you, you want to be heard. You know, a lot of people, I think, go into situations with good hearts and good intentions, and they want to say something to encourage you or lift you up, but they don't actually get to know who you are to hear what really will be healing to you. So that's very interesting to me as we dig into these, thinking like, hmm, okay, maybe, you know, take a second to, to listen and not just speak right away, you know? Yeah, and, and that's true with relationships across the board. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the thing that's so neat about these things is, is as I unpack what it means to have relationships with people as a disabled individual and relate to people that are able-bodied, I can't help but think that we all have disabilities in one area or another. And only as we learn to deal with each other, flaws and all, can we really have quality relationships. You know, my most quality relationships come because people are willing to make the sacrifice that's required um, to to be my friend and I, and I think a lot of times people think well you're just over dramatizing it and I might be to an extent sometimes but I think it friendship true friendship because we, we all have surface friends you know acquaintances but true friendship is about sacrifice mm-hmm. it's about flexibility it's about being there for the person and making changes when necessary without without making undue compromise obviously if someone's trying to change who you are that's not a good friendship to be in but if they're trying to help you grow you know there's a there's a song in a popular broadway musical um and i really like it and it talks about how um people come into our lives um for a reason and they help us grow and i really think that's a good way to look at it that people in our lives whoever they are whether they're family members or friends or whether they're they're your eventual spouse and life partner they're they're there to help you grow and a good friend will do that a good friend will facilitate growth not stunt it and so that's important but um the fourth thing and i i have to ask you another honest question <laughs> yeah this has to do with handicap parking Okay. Um, and the the fourth common thing that people say is I was only parked there for a minute because people will park in handicapped parking even if they're not handicapped. Now, I will say that because I'm not a, a driver, this is not a huge pet peeve of mine. Generally, my family, whoever's driving me, is more stressed out about finding parking than I am. <laughs> The only time that I really appreciate handicap parking and milk it is when it's really cold out or we're going to a place where there's tons of people. We want to get as close to our destination as possible. Those are the only two scenarios where it really matters all that much to me. However, I will say that I do have a recent pet peeve that I want to get out here at this juncture. And that is if you have a handicap permit, Obviously, you are more than welcome to park in a handicap park. But if you have a handicap parking permit and you're using a car, I would kindly request that you don't park in van access. 
Because if you park in van access and you're not in a van, then you've blocked my way to park and successfully exit my vehicle. There was a recent photograph that a friend of mine shared on Facebook where somebody actually parked next to a van in just the van access part of the parking lot. Oh, boy. So there was actually no way for that person to get in their vehicle. And this was at a downtown hospital in the Grand Rapids area. So she took a photo and she reported it to the to, to the parking garage. <laughs> but please don't take van access lots if you can help it if you don't have a van. Because that does make a big deal. Because it's either it's either park in a far space and hope nobody parks next to us or let me out in the middle of the parking lot, not in a parking space, so that we can then pull into a parking space. And both of those have potential uh, dangerous or inconvenient side effects. So all that to say, Adam, have you ever parked in a handicapped parking spot? I have not. <laughs> a scout's honor, right okay. hand up. No, I've, I I never have. Um I yeah I, I don't think I could. <laughs> well, good for you. Yeah, I don't think I don't think I could. And if I did, I think a giant rock would fall on my car. So oh. <laughs> I think uh, that would not be okay. So nope. Yeah, I remember one time when when a friend posted on Facebook, she was like, "I feel really bad tonight. I parked in handicap parking, and I just left a little bit of change for the tip." <laughs> so oh. I was like. How are we? Fr- how are we still friends? <laughs> <laughs> Had to give him a little bit of fun. Yes. Oh, and two tonight. I, I can. I can take that. Like I said, I can take it with humor, but there is a serious element. Um. And uh, I just put out there for your consideration this verse when considering this issue of handicap parking. It says in Philippians two, three to five. Let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, but in loneliness of mind. Let each esteem other better than themselves. Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. Philippians 2, 3-5. to And I know there's common jokes. And a lot of times in comedy, when there's common jokes, there's a kernel of truth. But there's common jokes about how people lose their sanctification in parking lots. Because especially around the Christmas season, <laughs> you know, when you're looking oh, for yes. when you're looking for those premium parking spots and and handicap parking aside, you've probably been there where you're like, I found the perfect parking spot, and just as you're getting up to it, somebody else pulls in. <laughs> so the moral of the story is get your Christmas shopping done before Thanksgiving. There no, you I'm go. Just... <laughs> before any snow or slushes on the driveway. It's hard to believe that we're talking like that, but it's not that far away, folks. Oh. So scary. So, uh, huh. oh, but anyway, uh, that is number four, and we're wrapping up this episode with number five, Everything Happens for a Reason. This is another one of those where if you read the original post, you might get the idea that that um, she's offended by this statement. And again, I think it's because when you don't have a faith basis, when you don't have God in your life and, you, and believe firmly that he directs everything, then obviously you're going to think that that's a sucky response. Because mm-hmm. you're like, this is not something I would have chosen. Why would I believe that it happened for a reason? You know, But in my case, again, this is another one of those cornerstone things to my whole ministry. 
And um, I had to come to the place when I was 14 years old of believing that everything does happen for a reason. I had to get to the place where I was thankful for my wheelchair. Maybe not necessarily all the ramifications. I don't wake up singing the praises of being a cripple every day. You know, some days I'm downright frustrated. I've shared some of those frustrations here on the podcast. I've shared some of them in even greater detail with Adam privately. So, you know, there there are definitely things that I do not appreciate about being in a wheelchair. But ultimately, I know that God has a plan. And, you know, my, my biggest reason for starting this series about my life was to let people know that. Because in the wake of me before you... Um, you know, one of the things that, that stuck out to me about that film, and, and we'll probably end this series with a detailed review. I'm hoping that it drops on Netflix before too long so that Adam and I can watch it together. And maybe I can bring in at least one other disabled person who would watch it with me and give their perspective. And so if you're interested, if you have um, a sort of physical disability, would like to help us review this film, um, we would really appreciate hearing from you. Just contact us with the contact information at the end of the show, and we will get in touch. Um, this film was not made from a Christian perspective, but I encourage older teens to adults to watch it because it asks a lot of questions and deals with a lot of issues that people in wheelchairs want to have discussed. See, this is the thing that I—it's kind of like what you were talking about earlier when you said we want to be heard. Yeah. And it really is true. We want to be heard. We want to talk about these issues. And there just aren't a lot of forums where issues with interpersonal relationships, uh, most particularly speaking romantic relationships between able-bodied and and disabled individuals, um, can take place successfully. But again, only if there's a place for discussion to be honest about the things that we're uncomfortable with and to move forward from that. So, um, yes, everything happens for a reason. And as I said, I am very confident of that. And, uh, so I just want to end on that point. But first, Adam, can you read the verse that goes with point number five? And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God to them who are the called according to his purpose. For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be, confer- to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. It's Romans eight twenty eight through 29. All right, well, we have five more of these 10 things to go through, but we are going to end right now. We hope that you have a wonderful weekend and that you keep serving. The best masters. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Your host has been Andrew Gomison, founder of Speaking for Him, alongside his co-host and executive producer, Adam McNutt. For more information on today's show and to leave us comments and voicemails, visit speakingforhim.blogspot.com. You can find Andrew's ministry at speakingforhim.com. That's speaking, the number four, H-I-M. You can also interact with us at facebook.com slash speakingforhim and on Twitter at speakingforhim. And when you look for us on iTunes and Stitcher, let us know what you think of the podcast by leaving a rating and review.